Well, hello and welcome to another episode of 15 Minute Theology. My name is Tyler Burton, and this is a podcast covering the central truths of the Christian faith in 15 minutes-ish. And today we are talking about God's immutability, or more specifically, what does it mean when the Bible talks about that God is unchanging? Big idea and a good amount of time to do it. And to help me out today to talk through it is my friend and fellow church member, Christy Britton. Christy is the Director of Content and Publishing for Acts 29, as well as the Discipleship Classes Coordinator at our home church, Imago Day Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And yet more important, impressive than all of this, she is husband to Stephen <laughs> and mother to, she, husband to Stephen, oh my gosh, wife to Stephen, wife. oh my goodness. I see, uh, I see what you you know what I mean there. Uh, and mother to three teenage and college boys. Yeah. That is by far the most impressive thing that you do. Christy, <laughs> hey, welcome. Thank you for being hey, here. Hey, Tyler. Thanks for asking me. And yes, I'm surrounded by a lot of dudes in my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a so lot of boys you, here. <laughs> right. So you're strong. You're tough. You can handle it and put them in their place. Someone bought me a sign. It actually hangs on a bookshelf. It says, I raise boys. Nothing scares me. <laughs> I wish that were true, but I I get what they're saying. That's incredible. I love that. You can pretty much face anything, including the (laughs) challenge in front of you today, which is to talk about a big idea in a short amount of time. In 15 minutes. In 15 minutes-ish. We can do that. Challenge accepted. Let's go. Indeed. Indeed. So (laughs) let's just kind of hop into it. Uh, When we look through scripture and we're looking at places in the Bible where it talks about God and his nature. There's a lot of spaces where it talks about that God is unchanging. Uh, mm-hmm. So I look at that and I immediately have something that comes into my mind. But I'm wanting to know your thoughts. When the scriptures communicate that God is unchanging, what does that mean? What do we do with that kind of content? It means like he's not like us. So I think about, you know, a footballer calling an audible on the field. Like there are no audibles with the Lord. And I think about how his desires, his intentions, his opinions, his purposes, his plans, his character never changes, how drastically different that is with me. Because, I mean, I have a hard time thinking the same thing about any topic for more than one day, wanting something for more than a few weeks at a time. You know, I can't even comprehend what it's like to want the same thing for millennia. And that's who the Lord is, to follow through with plans for millennia, you know, I, I just can't even comprehend it. So when I think about the fact that the Lord is immutable, I think just how other he is, how drastically different and worthy of worship as a result of it. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. Like our problem is that we think he's like us. Yeah. Uh, and not. immutability <laughs> runs in the face of that is that he yes. is very much yes. not like us. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's kind of unpack this unlike usness when it comes to immutability mm-hmm. how how is god unchanging you mentioned some factors of it in what ways is he unchanging well like i think specifically his purposes so the purpose that you know the the scriptures start out with in creation are the same ones that still exist in revelation and will be completely fulfilled at consummation so i think the fact that he has one overarching purpose for humanity that he wants to bless his people and not destroy them i mean i feel like you know destruction for god's people <laughs> could be high on the radar if you are changing if you if you have the whims of man, if you will. And the fact that the Lord is so very consistent too, I will not destroy these people. I will not destroy these people. I mean, that's again, like it's it's hard to even comprehend when I think about his goodness and how regardless of my 
actions and reactions to the Lord, like he remains good to me. You know, when I'm unfaithful to him, as the scriptures say, he remains faithful to me. Like these are things that are just very hard to identify with and just make him so very, very worthy of worship and worthy of devoting our lives to. So when I do think about his plans, his purposes, his character, the fact that I can't act out in a way that's going to make him, you know, like Dwight Schrun, <laughs> shun, uh, as Dwight Schrute would say, shun me. Um, Sorry. Hopefully uh, the first of many office references in this. Yes, episode. yes. Incredible. But um, there's just something so very consistent about him, which is comforting, hmm. but also could be terrifying depending on your relationship with the Lord. But for me as a believer, it's very comforting. Yeah, I, I really like that. There was something I read recently where God's unchangeableness really connects to his eternal consistency. Hmm. He is perfectly consistent in yes. what he says and what he does and what he wants to accomplish. Yes. Um, and where I find comfort in that, like you mentioned as a Christian, is that I'm secure in him. And because mm -hmm. I'm secure in him by the complete faithfulness of Jesus and the sacrifice of Jesus and the, the move of the Holy Spirit to change my heart and life, I am internal, eternally perfectly secure in his consistency, yeah. right? There's a rest yeah. that can happen there. Um, yeah. Well, what are some evidences of God's immutability in scripture? Can you think of some uh, passages kind of off the top of your head that we could go back to, to see where this comes from? Mm -hmm. I mean, I do think the whole canon of scripture points to it, but I mean, probably the ones that we're most familiar with would be Malachi 3, 6, for I, the Lord do not change. Right. And then he says, you know, <laughs> I don't change and therefore you're not consumed. Like spoiler alert, the fact that God is unchanging is really good news for us. You know, Hebrews 13, eight, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I actually really love James 1, 17, but the King James version in particular, and talking about the father of lights, but it says there's no shadow of turning. Like there's no mm. hint that he will turn. Like you don't even have mm. to guess. Is he, is that, a, is that a switch? Is that a turn? There's no shadow of it. And I just love the the wording that the, the KGB brings. And then in first Samuel 15, I love when God refers to himself as the glory of Israel. He says that, you know, I'm not a man that I should have regret when Samuel is telling Saul that the Lord has rejected him. It's all over. I mean, those are the most obvious examples, but I do think the whole scripture points to the fact that he is unchanging. Yeah, I, I love those. And let, let's come back to this first Samuel one here in a second. Yes. But the, there's one that I, I particularly love that actually deals with uh, God's being, his nature. Mm -hmm. And so Psalm yeah. 102, 25 is so great. Of old, you laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens of the work of your hands. They will perish. They're temporary, but you will yeah. remain. They will wear out yeah. like a garment. You will change them like a robe, but you are the same and your mm -hmm. years have no end. So even in his very nature, who he is so contrary to us as human beings because we change constantly yeah. uh, and he is entirely unchanging. So yes yeah. and amen to all of these things. Um, <laughs> yep. well, well, let's kind of pull out. You mentioned from first Samuel, you know, yes. God is not a man that he should change his mind. He's not yeah. a man that he should regret. And, and yet when I look in scripture, there, there are parts where it seems like there's probably a few different things going on here. It mm -hmm. looks like either God is changing his mind. In some places, I think of mm -hmm. like Moses going on top of the mountain in Exodus 32 and mm -hmm. pleading on behalf of the people of Israel. I think of even that section when God is rejecting Saul and it, it right. seems as if there's a, a plan shift happening here. Um, what do we do with the parts of scripture where it's looking like God is shifting, changing in light of the actions of men or responding? H how do we deal with unchangeableness? And yet places where it seems like there might be some change happening. Yeah. 
I think we hold to mystery and not mistake. <laughs> there is, There are things that we can't understand yet fully. And I feel like this kind of, for me, can fall into that category. But Packer and Knowing God and his chapter on this has this great quote. He says, no change in God's eternal purpose is implied when he begins to deal with the person in a new way. And I read that and I thought, I need this to be true. I want this to be true, but I need this to be true that God can choose in his ever-changing goodness and sovereignty to deal with me in a new way. That's actually good news, but not at all inconsistent with the fact that God's eternal purpose for me in this example has not changed. So I think there's mystery. Like I can't fully explain all the X's and O's and all the details, but there's, it's not a mistake. It's not inconsistent. Yeah. That's such a good, helpful way to deal with it of, I might not fully understand and yet there's not some inconsistency happening. Here. Right. Yeah. Right. I love that. I also really appreciate the way Bavink and his dogmatics deals with this. He, he identifies that the, there might be God's changing in relation to a person, but that's not because God has changed. Mm-hmm. What's actually happening is that person is changing. They're almost seeing a different face of God, but that yeah. face would have been the same, however they are. So Absolutely. a person who's repentant is going to see the consistent unending grace of God. And a person who is unrepentant yeah. is going to see the justice of God. Uh, and that's because that's not because he's different. Uh, that's yeah. because they are changing a relationship to him. Mm-hmm. That's I, a good word as we're discipling people, <laughs> just to say exactly what you said. Yeah. I love Bob Inc. Right. He's just, he's great yeah. to pull from. Um, yes. I, I'm curious what you think about kind of this difficulty, this nuance, and also the idea of God's activity. Cause I think when people think of immutability, they think it means he doesn't move. He's, he's static. Mm. And yet we we see a very different thing in scripture. It's not that God mm-hmm. is changing, but that he's active. Can you interact with that for a second? Uh, well, I think of Jonah, you know, when the Lord sent Jonah to the people of Nineveh to speak a word of warning, a prophecy that he would destroy them, that feels super active. Like I'm coming to wipe you out. Right. And yet the Bible, there's this great, you know, sessions like the people believed God. And that's so convicting, like, oh, they believed like that's that's such a good word. But then you see that they repented and then the Lord relented. And so you have this idea of like coming destruction, but then the Lord relents. Like, I think there's even activity in the relenting. The fact that he chooses not to destroy to me is action oriented. So. I don't think it means like stiff and um, immobile. It's living, breathing, destruction and relenting too. That's it's both actions. Yes. Both of them yes. are actions. Yes, and that like mercy is an action. <laughs> right, right. It's not lifeless. Uh, right, and and that's where yeah. I, I think of Burkhoff again in this section. Burkhoff says like it means that God is living life with us. Right, he, yes. he's living alongside us, and he's doing yes. so as the unchanging one. Right, so. Yeah. Unchanging doesn't mean static. Right. Actually, he's quite active. He's incredibly right. <laughs> active. And yet in his activity, who he is doesn't shift. Uh, and like you mentioned, that's amazing news. Uh, I have a I have a buddy that I work out with pretty consistently and we were- Oh yeah, reading. me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, Christy's pretty jacked. I mean, you can't tell, but Obviously. Head up, she's pretty jacked. Uh, I was working out with him recently and we were, we were reading through part of scripture together and he was like talking to me about the creation narrative and he's like, yeah, it, it looks like God's like learning and changing. And man, that feels like great news to me. I was like, what do you mean, man? Like, what, let's talk to me about that. And he basically said, well, I like it that God's like me, that he he he's learns like me. And he 
Now I had to work with him and walk with him and say, Hey, actually, no, it seems yeah. quite the opposite, but I think still knows it all. <laughs> yeah. When I think we talk yeah. about immutability and its mm -hmm. connection to the Christian life, sometimes it doesn't feel like good news because it yeah. might feel like God can't empathize with me. God can't connect with me because he's unchanging. Right. So I, I'm curious, how do you see this beautiful doctrine of immutability and his unchangingness and his, in the midst of his activity, how does that actually bring good news to the Christian? How is that actually a wonderful thing for the Christian? Like, how does it not, right? Yeah. Like, um, every eternal promise will be fulfilled. Conversely, every warning will be eternally a reality for those who who choose to to disbelieve but i think the fact that he is trustworthy and reliable emboldens us to live freely right it emboldens me to like you were talking earlier about rest in who i am and in who god is and how that enables me to live i think personally it it kind of challenges me to expect more from God, to kind of desire that intimacy and interaction that he had with his people that we see in, in the Old Testament, the New Testament, even as you talk and meet people in your daily life that have this amazing intimacy with the Lord and their trust in him, like it inspires me, like the mm -hmm. same God that I worship is the God that he or she worships. It's the God that Moses worships, uh, worshiped. Uh, this is like, it, it encourages me, it emboldens me as a believer to not settle for just this mediocre version of what should yeah. be abundant life in Christ. Like, I want that for me. And I know that I can have it because he's the same God. Like, that's how it changes for me, my life. Yeah, it's, it's so restful. Yes. There, there's so much rest in that. And that keys back to the fact that he can't change, right? So yeah. But that freedom of life that I now find is in the one who is incapable of changing in that way. Yeah. 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 When the, when the word says like, regardless of my, you know, being unfaithful, like he cannot not be faithful to me because he cannot yeah. deny himself. I really love that language. Like he can't deny himself. Right. He has to be, he has to be who he is. Like he can't be otherwise. And how much better is that than every other option for worship and faith in the world? Every what else would option. we do with our lives? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, the, the lie of paganism, the lie of secularism, the lie of every false religion, it makes out the gods or the things to be quite like us. And they are easily destroyed. Like Isaiah 40 talks about, they're made with human hands, right? There, mm -hmm. There's a frailness to them. And yet in, in this God, we have an unchanging posture and a perfect posture that is entirely unlike us. Mm -hmm. And therefore rest freedom uh and if someone is not following this god here then is the rest you're looking for right yeah. like it's found ultimately in this unchanging book. Um, yes well christy thank you so much for uh your time today uh this has been really thank you this yeah, was fun this. Yeah, that's it. and you did it we're just a little bit over it's fantastic um yeah thank you well thank you so much for joining us christy thank you everybody else for joining us and we'll see you next time